You're listening to The Wet Spot, hosted by Passion Poet, a safe space for our tears, sweat, and sexuality. Have you always wanted to write a book but had no idea how to start? Or maybe you've already finished your manuscript but now you're stuck. Now what? Do you need someone to help you make sure your manuscript is error-free and ready for the world? Or do you need someone to help you get your book on Amazon ready for people to buy? Do you need any help at all self-publishing your book? Well, let Passionate Words Editing help you get everything done from concept to completion. Contact us at passionatewordsediting at gmail.com and let's get started. Do you want to become a sponsor of the wet spot or to donate to help this wet spot go further? Well, here's how you can do it. If you want to become a sponsor of an episode or several episodes, you can hit me up at the wet spot podcast, one word, the wet spot podcast at gmail.com, and we can discuss how you can become a sponsor. If you want to donate a love offering or some just a gift to the erotic empire and the wet spot itself, hit me up in my PayPal. Just send a, just send something to paypal.me that's paypal.me slash erotic empire one word paypal.me slash erotic empire and just give a love donation I will really appreciate it and that will help the wet spot and the erotic empire go so much further so thank you so much and let's get wet are you ready to get wet welcome to the wet spot poetry segment let my voice touch you in ways that will make you curl and go Yes, let's get wet. Oshun's kiss, kneeling, I call forth the river, outstretched fingers beckoning, seeking the goddess, bringing offerings of bright yellow sunflowers, representing her glory, her natural beauty. My lips trace her lips, the center of her femininity, calling forth the river with holy sensuality. Incantations of desire gently whispered, reverentially. Grace with Oshun's kiss, skin stroked, soaked as stoked bliss liquefies, and I am mesmerized as sacred rivers flow, flooding the land with blessings, and I still kneeling. Present my wand as offering, so together, at our joining, we celebrate the bringing 
of life. In this segment, I invite you to join me as I speak about a current wet topic with a guest to the show. I hope you enjoy as we get wet together. Welcome to the wet spot. This is Passion Poet, and we have a treat for you today. Everybody who has been on the show has known, if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I have, I've been, I've started, I've been in the BDSM lifestyle lifestyle for a while now. But what you might not know is that I did everything by instinct. I didn't, I, I, I did maybe a little bit of research, but I just went by instinct. What that means is I am learning, I'm going to be learning just as much as you are by having these guests on my show today. Um, I'm introducing uh, Bambi, Cami, and their dom, Sir Jax, to the show. What I will say is I didn't know, when I was reading their bios, I saw stuff like traditionally... I saw stuff like traditionally trained DOM. I saw stuff like 24-7 TPE. I saw stuff like um, relationship anarchist. And I was like, what the hell does all this stuff mean? And even although I consider myself to be in the lifestyle, I have been in the lifestyle for about a year or so now, a year and a little bit, maybe two, I feel like a Nephilite. Like I need to learn all this stuff. So welcome to the show, people. This is the wet spot. You are in the wet spot with passion for it. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? Uh, we're doing quite fine, man. Welcome, happy to be here. <laughs> it's a hell of an introduction, man. Hell of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Like I said, I um I really um looking forward to this i've been looking forward to this interview from the time you you guys reached out to me because i feel like i now need to learn stuff like honestly um and when i was speaking to a, like a couple of my friends telling them about the show that is coming up they had the same questions as i did what is tpe what is and so we're going to get into all of that but please introduce yourself to the audience um especially safety because of the uh technical difficulties i can't read your bios for you <laughs> uh well i'm sir Jax. um i would do a little bit about ourselves as well i guess um, sure. i am a traditionally trained dom in houston texas i currently reside in dallas texas i specialize in a few things uh, but knife play fire play wax play are really big on my list um, I am a lifestyle dom, mm -hmm. uh, which we'll get a little bit more into that whole thing uh, a little bit later. Uh, but overall, uh, I do certain levels of sex education as well as kink counseling. And I am a very strong uh, sex and enlightenment advocate. Mm -hmm. And 
involved in the last half, like I said. A little under 10 years, so. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> so let's start here. I know we, I know I want to get into introducing the other two, but let's start right there just because I am so curious. What does that mean? When you say traditionally trained, how, what does that mean? Like, I, I'm going to be asking so much questions. It's not funny. I should be writing this down, but it's going to be recorded. Yeah, we should be, man. But we, we'll, we'll get into it a whole lot. I know the ladies are also anxious to kind of get on <laughs> to everything. No problem. Okay, thank you so much, sir. <laughs> Hello, Passion. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I am Bambi. Um, I have been in the BDSM kink under 10 years. I will make 10 years in 2022. <laughs> so really excited to reach that milestone. Um, I consider myself a 24-7 lifestyler as well. Um, I am a BDSM kink educator. I have provided edutaining events uh, since my emergence in the community. I've hosted play parties, munches, um, online social media apps to curate space for curious individuals and in what it is that we do to come together and learn from each other. And I've attended numerous conferences to continue my education and also provide a certain level of service. Um, although I do identify as a 24-7 lifestyler, I like to use general umbrella terms such as lifestyler, such as identifying on the right side of the slash uh, to just give room for the journey that this community provides for our individual selves. And because I don't really like boxes <laughs> or labels. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I yeah, boxes, boxes, boxes restrict. You know, you. I've learned that because when I started, I would say that I was polyamorous, which I still am. But I, I more consider free. I more consider open for several different reasons. I, you know, and I know I've learned this term that I that I really connect with, uh, relationship anarchy. So we can get into all that too. So. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm excited. I consider myself a relationship anarchist as well. Well, this is, this is where I got it from. Well, I was reading your bio, so I'm like, wait a minute. So the first thing I did, I went on Google and read and read up about it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This sounds familiar. This might be me. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, she tends to have that effect, man. You discover all types of stuff if you stick around with us too long, man. You learn a whole, whole lot. <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, Kami, uh, you you have the floor. How are you? Let's let yes, let's tell us about yourself. Sir, may I? You may, Kami. Hello, Passion. Um, thank you so much for having me this evening. Um, so I have been in the lifestyle now for 10 years. Um, I was introduced to BASM by my mentor and I actually entered the scene as a pro dame um, prior to finding my true calling as an S-type. Um, I'm also a polyamorous and kink community organizer, educator, and activist. And I like to say that I create, cultivate, and support Black spaces within all alternative lifestyle communities. Um, and I have a few of my own events, um, for example, Black Poly Pride. And I have just 
been in the lifestyle um really trying to hone in on what it means to be a free sexually liberated mm-hmm. black s type in the kink community this is going to be wild i am i am so i'm so stoked thank you so much you guys for for being for agreeing to be on the show um so let's get into some like uh, definitions, only because I'm like eager to hear all these definitions. Like, okay, so we, I figure out, I figure out, obviously, lifestyle. You know, the lifestyle is not just a, is not just a play party. It's not just something that you do, or some people dip in and dip out. But of course, I understand the twenty four seven is some things that you do all the time. Uh, but what else can you tell me about it? What does TPE mean? And um, yeah, like let's start with that. Like, like what, what's that mean? <laughs> well, right before we get started on that one, I think something we may have missed in the intro as well mm-hmm. um, as identifiers. Um, right. Identify uh, he, um, as well as being a hetero cis male. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like the the ladies to introduce as well, Bambi and Cammy, on the identifiers as well. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm Bambi. <laughs> For all the listeners, I identify as a cisgender, queer, female slave. Oh, okay. And Cammy. Yes, sir. I identify as a cisgender queer submissive what's that last word submissive oh submissive sorry I didn't, I didn't understand it properly sorry yeah, was, yeah. Uh, being from Barbados I get sometimes having to get accustomed to different uh, accents and stuff yeah Okay. And we we from yeah we from all over the map man so you got you got some Texas slang in here you got a little bit of Brooklyn in the house you got a little bit of Philly in so it's, it's <laughs> a nice little mixture going on here yes. uh, geography geography couldn't keep us apart man so I, I um, agree but, <laughs> but in terms of your question um, TPE is total mm-hmm. power exchange uh, mm-hmm. versus traditional power exchange uh, with total power exchange much like the title, it's an absolute piece. Uh, questions in terms of autonomy, questions in terms of overall decision-making, um, and overall uh, guidance is completely different um, in different degrees of power exchange versus a total power exchange. And so with the 24-7 uh, TPE, that means there is no off button until there is an agreed off button. Um, mm. It's just the dynamic is that in which you live day to day, all day, every day. So, yeah. do you guys? Uh, well, well, I, I, I get. Well, my question is: Do you guys live together, or is this uh, long distance? It is an LDR currently. Right. <laughs> it is an LDR currently. Um, planes work very well, uh, but it'll probably be changing very soon. So, quite a few moves are in the making for that to happen. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, yes. Um oh uh, okay, so definitely I like definitely that like I said, that start that started me off because 
I I I didn't know what TPE meant, and I did, and it's a total power exchange. I I that makes. Uh, I I I like the idea, <laughs> honestly, of uh, that total power exchange. Um, but I do like in my case, um, or I guess it. I I have to ask myself. I, I have to figure out what that is for us. My my subs are going to be listening to this, and they're really excited to hear um, about this as well. Some of them have done a lot. Both of them, I think, have done a lot more research than I did. Um, but uh, they they are definitely looking forward to um, to learning more, and for sure, the rest of my listeners as well. Um. So what can you tell me about, um, what else can you tell me? Well, you know, we talked about UTPE and relationship anarchy before we get into the questions that, um, that we had prepared, because I really like how those questions have gone. Basically, what I wanted to get into is like, like you said, your overview, um, and then like what, um, what led you guys into the, into kink, um, into the kink and into the BDSM, and we can get into the questions. As I said, um, Bambi is, has uh, agreed to to ask to repeat the questions or at least speak them out, so that then we can get into them one by one. But I really want to get into what um, the relationship anarchy is because, like I said, I once I read that definition, it sounded a lot more like uh, like me. Like I like the idea of not having that many labels. Um, but you know, for the for the understanding of, you know, you have one, you have your 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 kink is different to my kink, and there needs to be at least an understanding of what is different. You know, I was I had seen something that I was about to read before my computer decided to freeze on me, where um the the person had said that everything is subjective, and I really wanted to get into that. We'll have to do that probably another time. Um, and Bambi, you may talk about the background a bit, and then we'll go into the question. Sir, may I clarify, am I speaking on my personal background, or am I answering my understanding of relationship anarchy? Give me a little bit of both. Absolutely. So I uh, (laughs) went through a period of uh, self-reflection and evolution throughout my life. At around age 15, I realized I was a bit unique, (laughs) a bit alternative to heteronormativity and hegemonic ideals of our society. Um, That was around the age when I started understanding myself as a bisexual individual. Um, During my generation at 15, the language that we had was gay, lesbian, or bisexual. We did not yet have all of the terms in the alphabet soup of LGBTQIAA+. Uh, So I identified as bisexual. And as I began to explore relationships, intimate relationships with partners, I began to notice that I enjoyed cultivating multiple relationships at a time. Um, So as I'm much older and have had much more experiences and gained a lot more wisdom, my understanding of self has evolved and I now identify as queer. Um, I feel that the term queer encompasses much more alternative leaning, um, much more room for expression and discovery of self. And as I started to learn about polyamory 
and what polyamorous relationships could look like, I found myself leaning towards more relationship anarchy because that too, like the term queer, leaves room for growth, discovery, exploration. It doesn't necessarily place limited expectations on the ways in which we relate to other people. And I find that I am most at peace when I'm able to engage in energy relationships that are allowed to organically grow naturally. Um, I find that labels and expectations often cause constriction and confusion and tension. And when we're just able to really relate to one another organically and naturally um, as who we are authentically, that is when we find the most fulfillment. So I move in my relationships now with a, from a place of ease um, and without necessarily placing expectations on them. However, there is a caveat because I am oriented to an MS dynamic and uh, with MS dynamics in the BDSM community, there is a certain level of protocol that comes with that. Uh, but protocol to me is different from expectation because protocol is to be crafted and curated by the people in the relationship themselves. And it is fitted to the relationship that works for the people in it. Um, so there is less of societal expectation and more of us curating the relationship that works for Okay. And just for clarification, MS stands for Master Slave um, Relationship, correct? Yes, it does. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I, I figured as much, but I know that there will be people listening who um, will not know this. So I will try to um, pop in and give definitions because we're going to be giving a lot of jargon tonight. <laughs> a lot of jargon tonight. <laughs> So there will be a lot of jargon tonight, but we will try to break it down for those who are completely new to the lifestyle or like me, like just want to soak up knowledge. So the MS does stand for master slave and that is um, part of the BDSM or, you know, with a dominant uh, submissive, but a more stronger, a slightly different slant to it. So. That's just for clarification for those who are listening. And yes, let's get into some of these questions, please. Um, let's let's see where we can go with it. Can I lead with a question? Maybe you may. So on the uh, in the vein of speaking about polyamory and um, relationship anarchy, one of the questions is in a polyamorous dynamic. Do you uphold all of your submissives and or slaves to the same expectations? Yes, that's a really good question. Um, having having multiple submissives myself, um, I would love to know that from you guys. Do you have? Is everybody on the same level, or do are are there different? Are are there different um, expectations for each? So. Um, and I'm I'm trying not to use too much too much language. Um, Don't worry about the language. I said, like I was saying, I think you might or may not have heard me, but I I'm, I'm expecting that there will be a lot of jargon tonight. But yeah. we'll we'll break down we'll break down those jar we'll break it down for not only for myself but for people who are gonna be listening and who, who are coming in to for the first time. So don't mind using the jargon because I can stop and ask what the jargon means for myself and for anybody else who's listening. So just go right ahead. Gotcha. 
got you, got you. Okay. Um, in terms of my experience, um, dynamics shift quite a bit depending on the circumstances of the individuals. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't start off with a rubric or a specific compass in terms of hierarchical means. A lot of times mm-hmm. you hear about hierarchical relationships, hierarchical dynamics. First place, first place, second place, third place, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I've even seen people go mm-hmm. so far as to addressing subs, slaves, and those to the right side of the slash by numerical order, uh, along mm-hmm. with their given names. Mm-hmm. I'm not yucking anybody's yum if they choose to do that. And that's not particularly how we construct things. Uh, for me personally, and, and the way in which we've established dynamics, it's less about hierarchy and more about understanding the individuals because the, the, the phrase that I was utilizing is a lifestyle dom, right? So that's not just specifically talking about just the power exchange itself. It's more so covering the overall idealism of this being a part of your life, whether the cameras are rolling, whether people are listening, this is who you are and this is you walking in your truth. And with that being said, how these relationships and these dynamics are curated for me specifically, the universe and overall for me and my faith and my belief system is based upon where I am in my life, where these people are specifically and how they gravitate towards my life. I feel like they're brought here. In that particular sense, uh, there's quite the mosaic of pieces and puzzle pieces as to how we fit. If there's an individual that's strong in a particular manner, then we utilize and we work with and we allow that individual to be who they are and their best versions of themselves in that particular way. If we know somebody's great at curating events and what have you, we won't say, you know, number one, you're on top of this because you're number one. Or number two, you have to listen to number one because of what their stature is. It's more about understanding in general who these individuals are, where the strengths are, where the weaknesses are. And as a whole, uh, we began to assimilate to a ongoing, well-loved machine of taking on challenges, situations, and different types of understandings as we go along. Um, whether that be somebody being a bit more uh, fair and level-headed when it comes to conflict or anything that's going on, somebody mediates a little bit better than the other person. Uh, this particular person needing a little bit more time to do certain things. It's less about trying to figure out who's first, second, and third and more about understanding how we fit together as its own um, ecosystem and solar system, so to speak, how we go about those individual relationships and how that constructs. So um, mm-hmm. like to, to just kind of put it in short, uh, we don't subscribe directly to that in any type of form of hierarchy. Um, it's more about understanding and going on this amazing journey of learning that much more about each other and how we can best fit together and work together and collaborate uh, to accomplish and achieve the goals and everything necessary for us going forward. That is amazing. I, I totally understand that. I like I like that because I did um I uh I I I remember for prior relationships, not specifically BDSM relationships, but more um non-monogamous relationships. I did try to uh, rank, if you would, if you will, um, the people by you know this is she's first, she's queen, she's queen because she's first, um, and 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 that kind of thing. But that to me that went horribly wrong, <laughs> and I lost uh, good, I lost um, 
I lost uh, someone who was, was I was actually I actually cared for, but it just did not work out because you know because there was I put her in first place and the other one was support. It was a whole mess. I'll be you know hundred percent honest and transparent about it. Um, as a, a a cis hetero man, specifically a black man, um, there's quite a mm. few dispositions and conditions to feeling like there's supposed to be this how you're supposed to run certain things and this person's supposed to be this mm-hmm. and the queen of this and one two three and all this other kind of stuff and truth be told you know a lot of the things that are set forth even in alternative lifestyles are unsustainable markers that truthfully damage and hinder and literally prohibit the true meaning of a lot of what this is supposed to be functioning outside of traditional realms. Yeah. To these spaces and feel like this is what we're supposed to do rather than sitting across from an amazing divine individual realizing the greatness that they're supposed to be bringing into their life. My life was great yeah. as it was, um, but my life got mm-hmm. that much better when Cammy gravitated towards me. My life got that much more strong when Bambi gravitated towards me. It wasn't about when somebody came into my life. It was about understanding that these particular pieces and puzzles that we're construing and working together to develop, uh, whether that be friends or family or careers or, you know, uh, raising a family and all the other challenges that we go through, there's so many deep-seated, amazing presence and talents that we each have to bring and bring enrichment to each other's lives we getting caught up in about all this longevity and seniority and all this other kind of stuff, you lose the point that you have an amazing being that's here to love you, to care for you, to support you, uh, that brings an amazing harmony to life in a way that I truthfully believe we're supposed to live. And a lot of times we forget that in this particular part of escaping the traditional societal norms. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you because our... Uh, the dynamic that I have now works perfectly well for me. Um, and works perfectly well for us, I would say. Um, you know, yes, there is. Yes, I have. Uh, uh, I guess you would say the main queen. I do have one that I consider my queen. She is like my main um, partner, kind of thing. But then I have my two submissives, and they have they've they've connected in in a wonderful way, or even online, even although it's an LDR and it's a long distance relationship, everybody has their place and everybody is connected in such a beautiful way for me. And and then and for me and for me to them and for me to them as well is not just one is not just one sided, you know. Each person uh gain, gains and receives gives and receives and we there's a there's everybody to me is no one's complained yet so i would say everybody's happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so be worried of that man be worried it's always something to work on man it's always good. yeah of course i'm not i'm not um, i'm not saying i'm not saying it's perfect or i'm not saying that there's there's nothing that can be done and then this we've we've reached nirvana there's always work to be done you're absolutely right but for sure i'm definitely loving where we are now and um always working to make sure that each person for one does not feel neglected because i'm just you know spending time with the other or whatever but for sure, you know, it's definitely something that each person gives a different 
uh, flavor, if you want to call it that. Each person brings something else, something new and different to the table. And it's not a matter of me saying, um, I definitely agree with everything you said. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Like it. So let's see. What else? What's another question we can have in the pool? Bambi, you mind? How do you manage two dynamics that are long distance? Yes. That's a great question. <laughs> I, I, I myself, like I said, I, all of my all of my partners are long distance. Uh, my queen lives in Detroit. Um, one of the submissives lives in Maryland. Um, so, and I, you know, and uh, I'm in Barbados. So I'm like, I'm in the Caribbean. And everybody's all over the place, like you said. But how do you handle, how do you handle uh, having multiple uh, submissives in different places? So I can give you the politically correct answer, or I can give you the real answer. <laughs> we can pick whichever way you want to take it. We can pick whichever direction. Hey, whichever one you feel like your listeners would benefit most from. Let me know. Man, I, 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 this is the best part. I ain't about political correctness. Tell me the real, tell me the real thing. <laughs> um, just being perfectly honest with you, man, it's... I talk a lot about that there is a Z-axis to things. We talk so much about how things are so two-dimensional, that this is all, if this, then this, about certain things we talk a whole lot about, and a lot of the societal standards are, if you can do this, then I can do that, and there's a whole lot of back and forth about what things are supposed to be. But truthfully, the Z-axis introduces a third portion of that, which is time right? Uh, We have our love languages. We have the different ways we feel love from the people that we care about. But as a whole, it's about understanding that there are different seasons for different things. And that when you're in places of different seasons, say, uh, you have a really tough quarter that's happening at work, or there's a specific part in the season where a dynamic happens within your family, there's different levels of concentration in those areas, right? So of course, you know, it, it looks good on paper to say, you know, I'll fly out to Philadelphia fly out to Atlanta every other week and we put everything kind of on the schedule. Um, of course, we have certain, you know, conversations about things and doing it in that way, but it's where the need is for us as a whole, right? Where specifically, and that touches a little bit more into the idea of polyamory, um, about how this love and this partnership is equating. Um, what we do as a dynamic, um, there's a consistent, ongoing protocol to each other, um, giving room and license for certain levels of emotion, whether you feel like sharing or don't feel like sharing, there is a base level of protocol to making sure that we're always reaching out, um, that we're always consistently involving ourselves in each other's lives, and that when we come together as a whole or even individually in our relationships, when they talk to each other or I talk to either one of them, uh, we're very honest about where we are and what we need from each other. Um, if this feels like this is a month where I need to come down and, and this needs to be, I need to be here for a week, sometimes two weeks to certain things, it can happen that way. And, and God, given the overall flexibility that we have in our careers, we've been able to do that. So just certain levels of adjustments to who we are 
um, and what that originating process looks like, having standing protocols to make sure we can push through and even in the tough moments still have those lines of communication wide open. And then bigger than that, allowing ourselves to break down our own internal walls to making sure we're not guarding or fester, allowing certain things to fester in how we feel and what's going on and where we're moving and what's happening and have those tough conversations when they're necessary. Therefore, allowing each one of us to truthfully be partners and also be able to be fully healthy and and understandably working through our dynamics and enjoying our dynamics as we have them uh, between each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say that I'm jealous from the perspective of the fact that you all live in the same country. Yes. <laughs> Barbados is a dot, right? Barbados is a dot. Barbados is the entire country. My entire island is the size of one of your cities. Okay. Let's get that straight. Probably. I get probably, probably. Especially right? in so, Texas. I'm pretty sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> probably. I'm pretty sure. So I, but you see how you could get on a plane and go to Atlanta. You can see how you could get on a plane and go. I cannot, have not been able to either bring any of my people to me or go to visit them in the in the times that we have connected. I wanted wow. to do it. And so this is like completely LDR from the beginning till now. It's frustrating because I want to actually connect physically. And this is not just a sexual thing. This I want to see, I want to touch, I want to be in their presence. But the it even before COVID, it was it was it was difficult because of 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 the prices of tickets, you know that kind of thing, and um, and it was also issues with um, my where I was in my life at the time because I was not working for myself yet. I was working for uh, public service. I was working for the government, and that meant I had only three weeks vacation time and all that stuff. Like now, I work for myself. I have a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm still working on getting my business financially sustainable so that I can fly out and do these other things, but that's in my, you know, but there's, I'm working towards it, but yeah, I've not been able to actually bring them to me or come go see them. So the fact that you can organize it so you can be there and for one week or two weeks, Oh my God, that'd be heaven for me. Real talk. Um, you know, I'm still working it's on it. Bl- it's, it's a blessing within itself, man. And I definitely uh, wish a lot of positive vibes and tranquility. Um, to all of you involved in that. I know that that's very much so. That longing feeling, you know, LDR, uh, mm. when there's not a date to count down to is a very difficult time, man. But yeah. I would definitely say city to city, as far as driving goes, forgetting about freeways and knowing what certain things are, <laughs> you know, some first world uh, problems that go along oh. with a lot of the visitation too, man. So it's, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, man, but I'm definitely blessed and fortunate in a lot of different ways. And and I'm glad that our lives align the way that they align. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to get into um, I want to get into King Nick, but before we do that, um, uh, I want to get into King Nick. Give you guys a chance to explain what that is and what um what is coming up in terms of um in terms of your the event coming up. But there are the uh, but uh, there was one thing that I wanted to ask for you both, and now Cammy's now Cammy's here. She can add her her spin on it as well. But there was um, 
the tips of being um, from a dominant perspective um, and the tips from being a submissive, um, those, that, those, those that really reached out to me, um, not just for myself, but for those who are listening, who feels, who feel, who feel a leaning towards um, a dominant, a dominant um, lifestyle or wanting to get into it or those those tips from a dominant perspective and the, and the submissive perspective uh, i'll say for um and in terms of definition before we get into that in terms of definitions there was something that you said that it makes sense to me um but i just want to clarify it when you say to the right of the slash um explain that for my viewers for the viewers for me or listeners when you say to the right of the slash what does that mean um I, I can I can I can hazard a guess. Of course, if you are if you are a part of um, the DS or MS relationship, of course, if you've seen it written, you usually see a capital D, a slash, and a comma S. So the right of the slash is a submissive section. Just my little two cents, but I'll let Sir Jazz it's, 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 it's a it's a over. It's a, similar to what Bambi was speaking about earlier in terms of language, because you have a lot of mm -hmm. individuals that identify within their dynamics very differently. So when mm -hmm. you say right of the slash, whether they want to be subservient, whether they want to be called, you know, sub, slave, uh, pixie, fairy, however they want to go about um, baby girl, anything on the right side of the slash in that particular realm. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's, sorry, it's, sorry, it's, it's right. So there's a way of in uh, pulling all of that together so that you're making it, as you say, all encompassing rather than being specific to Absolutely. um one particular section or another. It right side of the slash is up. It's a generic. It's an all encompassing kind of. Okay, gotcha. Makes perfect sense. Again, like I said, I'm learning new stuff. Like I'm, I, I'm literally feeling I'm in BDSM university here. Like we're literally, um getting into some stuff that is that is all new to me i literally feel like i'm um like like uh, one of those uh, a kid in a candy store like really like so much stuff is like you don't know what to look at you know <laughs> but yeah but yeah uh, so like i say i'm thinking about your thinking about you being a uh, a trained dom like i said what suggestions what tips what um what what would you say to someone like myself who is um who has a dominant streak who is who considers himself a dom who has been a dom uh but needs more information needs more um well you know give me some tips let, let me let me know um how i can improve on my on my um on, on being the best dom that i can be okay so in terms of definition as a whole, uh, traditionally trained means that there was a qualified individual who him himself had been trained. And there's a certain level of standard of individuals uh -huh. where you have a passing down of certain um, pieces of information where mm -hmm. in mentorship, this individual is allowing you the chance to go through your life experience certain levels of life with that level of mentorship um, mm -hmm. similar to any field that you really want to get into um, book learning is awesome youtube is awesome friends family that's awesome but when there's a dedicated individual that's been where you are and specifically can give you that particular light and enrichment day-to-day -day situation to situation and is willing to pour into you in that level of mentorship 
um, specifically when you make reference to things like the old guard and, and things of that nature. Uh, you're putting yourself in a position to be poured into what some people qualify as the right way um, mm. in the way in which traditions have been sought um, to be able to physically, emotionally, spiritually, and, and financially uh, commit to a lifestyle change and to curate a lifestyle for those that will be attached to you. So that's where the standpoint of traditionally trained comes from. Uh, because mm. of that level of mentorship that goes along with it, um, it's 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 heavy. And as as Bambi and Camby put very candidly for me, uh, heavy is the crown of the individual that wears it. Uh, it's not all fun and games. It's definitely responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of kind of getting into more of the tips part of it, the number one thing more than anything, and I've been on another app called Clubhouse quite a bit. And talking a lot about this with with dozens and dozens and probably up to about a few hundred at this point of men <clears throat> who are either interested or in some way, shape or form, uh, find themselves kind of coveting the kink world and new to the BDSM world as a whole. The number one thing more than anything is not just a base level of understanding the habits that you have. And I in my identification, I speak for um, as a cis male. Um, not just know yourself, but genuinely taking a level of journeying into what it is that you want, what it is that you crave, what it is that you what makes you truly tick, because who you are and working under the, the moniker of knowing thyself is the most important part, because without that truthful level of looking yourself in the mirror, doing that level of shadow work and true your understanding of self, you really can't qualify, understand, and or really digest any of the pieces, any of the people, and any of the placements of other individuals that gravitate towards you. You won't understand why. You won't understand if they're there for a reason or a season. You won't get it as to what's taking place. And what a man that is not rooted will find himself uprooted far sooner than he think he would. So it's, it's more about understanding where you are and what your expectation level is. If you have children, if you have an extended family, what your responsibilities are, how you relate to those responsibilities. What part of you as a person are you willing to give in a relationship? How much time are you truthfully able to give? What makes, you, what makes you cry? What is it that breaks you down? Where do you need support? Where is it that you feel like you want to be enriched? Where's your weaknesses? How often are you willing to share those types of weaknesses? How often are you able to curate the right space an allowment for yourself as a whole to really truthfully get into those things. And what does that level of vulnerability look like when you relate to a partner? I mean, these are just a basic assortment of understanding thyself before mm. you even move forward to understanding what your dynamic is and how you relate to other people. And ultimately how you think you can curate and or guide or know what it is that you're supposed to do and add into another person's life. You've got to know yourself first. Totally agreed with you. That is, I I I totally agree with that. Like, wow! Like, I I can I can really. I'm listening. I, I'm so I'm on one hand. I'm I'm sort of glad because you guys are in my your your. I'm recording this in my bedroom and it's not in a position to be uh, recorded visually. But I'm I. But if this was a video, if this is a zoom a zoom call. You guys would see me nodding my head, listening to what you've just said because. 
there is no way that I could be anywhere where I uh, where I am right now without understanding who I was and who. Um, and it's it's such a deep. It's really deep, as you said. It's shadow work too, because I learned who I was. I learned why I am the way I am. And now, like I, I can, I tell people, I didn't just take the name passion because I could. I am passionate about everything I do. Everything I do, everything I am, I, I'm, it exudes passion. And then, and and passion by extension, by extension, is not just um, sexual passion. There is anger. There's frustration. There's you know, and and I explain that to people like in different in different concepts. I tell people. I relate very much to the Incredible Hulk. I relate very much to the Incredible Hulk in the sense that he is always angry. He is always angry. And he has to learn, he has had to learn to manage that anger um, to, to be able to facilitate himself in the real world. And I and when I explain it, I break it down to this, this level. People look at me like, you know, was you you you've been you've been watching TV a little bit too much, but I I I get it because I've had I tell people let me stay let me stay happy let me stay horny personally because this is my safe space and this is your safe space because if you get me too angry I I've been you know I I like I said all that's to say that I've learned I've gone through I know myself and I can relate to what you're saying because I know when I I know when I did not know myself and I know how un, unstable I was at that point. And so I can definitely relate to knowing and um, understanding who you are is the basis of being able to pour into somebody else's life. You cannot. And anybody listening to the sounds of our voices, you cannot pretend to pour into somebody's life. When somebody comes into your, into your space and they have given you the, the, the honor of submitting to you, that is such a that is that is that is a responsibility that you do not know the half of, and is 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 more than people people get into kinks, people get into BDSM, they get into all these different things, polyamory, and all these different things because they think, oh, I'm gonna have sex twenty four seven. I I tell people it call is my relationship structure. I call it relationship management. It is an unsexy word because it is it has nothing to do with sex. It is all about relationship management. It's all about connecting with people and their individual lives. And how do their individual lives connect with mine? And that has nothing to do with um and I mean how can it how can it be in my dynamic? How can it be all about physicality when I've never touched them? It can't be about physicality only. So you gotta come. You gotta come correct. It is about the, they've, they. We, our energy is connected, and because our energy is connected, they've 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 submitted and they've learned. They've learned me. I've learned them. Yeah, it's it's a. So I just gotta. I just I just gotta. That's my two cents for agreeing a hundred and ten percent with all of that. Because once you understand yourself, then it is a little bit easier to bring someone else into your space because you know you know what you are about and you know what you bring to the table and there's that's the, I would say I agree with you that's the number one tip if you want to call it that because so, so 
If anybody listening to me, know thyself. Do the work. Because it is because you will break. You will, there will be you there will be a lot of abuse of those people who have come and somehow they have they have de- dedicated themselves to you. They felt they've they felt something and they wanted to connect to you. And if you're selfish about it, dude, you 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 put yourself and you put them at risk. Real talk. Real talk. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I think um Cam, you had Cam, you had a few things you want to add. Um, yes, sir. I mostly wanted to um talk about tips for S types because I think it's really interesting that as I listen to you speak, sir, and listen to Passion speak, my number one tip for S types would not stand so much as in contradiction to that, but it is to know yourself from a foundational level, absolutely. But I do believe as an S-type, you do have to be open to being malleable and also teachable. Um, I believe that in connection with Sir, yes, I, I knew myself and I know myself well, but I have never been this iteration or version of myself before until I was introduced to Sir's energy. And energy is a powerful thing, especially when we are talking about power exchange. Power is energy. And when that energy is exchanged between two people, people change, especially the person who is on the right side of that flash. So being open to that change and that transformation and oftentimes that ascension is really important for fortifying that connection and dynamic between a dominant and a submissive or slave. So how, I agree with you, but um, how, how has recognizing that you knew yourself and understanding, understood who you were before the dynamic? How has it been for you? What 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 changed, or how did you change? Give me. Could you give us an example of what made it? What makes it work for you as a submissive? Um, being directed um, by sir, you know, by by your dog, being in a position where, um, how has it? How has it benefited? I guess is the question I'm asking. Um, how, because it basically, you understand how does it how does it benefit? Because of course, if you know yourself, you have you have your own mind, but you have put yourself in a position to um to submit to someone else. How's that working for you? How did you understand what I'm trying to get at? I guess I'm repeating myself, mm. but so may I? You might come. I believe that knowing myself prior to being introduced to Sir's energy, I was in preparation to meet Sir. So we are in preparation our entire lives until we meet others who are going to transform our lives, right? I am not simply being directed by Sir, but I am being guided towards my destiny and my divine purpose, which is my belief that I am fortified within this dynamic. And I absolutely wholeheartedly believe that, but I had to already be at a 
space of accepting my role as a submissive in order to even interact with Sir's energy as a dominant. Um, because if I were not ready and I had not been through that level of preparation, Sir would have never recognized or noticed my energy. Understood. Understood. Yeah, you have to. You have, you'd have to be ready to be led, pretty much. Yes, I think that we talk not to get religious or anything, but it's mm. a lot of people will remember this where they say a man finds a wife. Right. Mm. I believe the same thing about a dominant who is searching for a submissive, right? Like a dominant can recognize submission in someone else when they are trained and fortified and they know themselves because they are looking for that, right? Their energy seeks seeks that out and it finds them, right? Mm. They find that energy to commune with. And once you connect with that energy, it just feels right, doesn't it? Yes, it, it, it does. It feels right. And I believe that S type, sometimes we can get so caught up in these boxes, right? Which is why I use the term S type versus just simply like submissive, because I think mm-hmm. that when people, especially when they're new to this, they start to read definitions and they come up with a lot of theory surrounding who they are and who mm-hmm. they're going to be in a dynamic which is why I say to remain teachable, remain malleable, and remain open to being transformed within a dynamic. Because you can read as many definitions and as many books as you want to, but you could totally meet a dominant or a master who teaches you things and transforms your entire life and opens your mind and your eyes and your energy to who you could truly become and truly be so that you can rise to the potential of who they know that you can be. You may not even be able to recognize that version of yourself that a masterful dominant can recognize in your potential. That really and truly is the, is the reason um, for the dynamic in the first place, right? for for ascension, right? Um, the whole reason for connecting is so that um, you can, because as as you said, as a dominant recognizes um, uh, uh, recognizes something in you that he wants to call to curate, wants to build in you, um, then and as you give yourself over to that, um, everybody everybody wins, everybody grows. Because as the dom, the dom learns you. He learns how to. He learns and he grows in 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 how to um, create the space that you can grow in. And then, of course, you then grow, being planted in a, in in in, in uh, uh, good ground, so to speak. So he he learns how to who how to create that ground, how to how to till the soil, so that you can grow. So everybody wins. And I think the interesting part about a lot of this is that ultimately it's not about being perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't look towards and <clears throat> the places that I've been and where I've walked in my life. It's not about finding someone that's broken or a person that that is so far either beneath you or away from where you are in life that you're just simply looking to usher them to where you are 
right? It's mm-hmm. not about um, simply having someone to look down on or any any craziness like that. Um, mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, I recognize the tremendous energy that Cammy had before she met me, right? I, I recognize the incredible energy that Bambi had before she met me. It wasn't about this idealism that they, these were controlling entities that I'm looking for, right? I look at it much more from a level of stewardship, right? You've been fortunate enough and blessed enough to see these amazing individuals who, if you've ever seen the movie Slumdog Millionaire, right? I use that uh, quite a bit. Um, But the premise behind the movie was there was a specific uh, individual who had been through certain life circumstances, some of them very, very traumatic. But on the other side of the situations and circumstances, when he got invited onto the show, uh, how to be a, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, the Indian version of it, his whole entire life's um, basis gave him the answers to the question when the question arose, correct? So with that piece, you have individuals that are around you and very specific things that have happened in my life, the specific stature that I have as a man, the way in which I carry myself and the moral compass that I am aligned with, who she is as a woman in all aspects and intents and purposes, when we get to those emotional moments or when you get to those very deep enriching moments to further yourself and those moments for growth, which are found on the other side of the formalities and the smiles and the giggles, the deeper portions of who you are as a person, the things that I've been through and the skills and the tools that are on my tool belt were placed there specifically for these situations and scenarios. When you let that, that, that universal timing take place, every single piece and every single part of who Cammy is, every single piece and every single part of who Bambi is, specifically was curated for me specifically was curated in the issues and problems that we go up against we look within ourselves and we have every single answer either within ourselves or the enriching of the network and the individuals we've come in contact with for every single answer to every single problem because of the way we lived our lives it's not a manufactured level of standard it's Mm. simply us deciding and pairing together to understand how to do life and revitalizing and enriching the way in which we go against life's obstacles as a unit and understanding what the change of lifestyle truthfully is and all of the highways and byways and challenges and amazing opportunities that come from aligning ourselves together. And we were literally, and I say this all the time, I've said it in a bunch of different groups, bro, like, you built for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you get to a certain point where you realize you were literally built for this. That don't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't yep. mean that it's going to be a situation where you walk into it and breeze through the test in 10 minutes. No, it's going to take a whole lot of digging. It's going to take a whole lot of shadow work and, and, and blood, sweat, and tears to understand sometimes. But when you get there and you align yourself and you know divinely that you're supposed to be there, there's an amazing spark that comes when you look in the eyes of the individual across from you. One, two, three, however many that is in your particular dynamic, and you Mm -hmm. recognize that y'all were there for a reason and that you're supposed to be there. And when you have that level 
and you do life together in a completely different way than you did when you were separate. I, I understand. Yep, definitely, definitely. I am totally like again enthralled at the um, at the base at the knowledge that I'm hearing and I'm understanding because what it does for me on a personal level is that it validates all of the stuff that as I said I've gotten into by instinct um, it makes me feel comfortable like that I am where I'm supposed to be and I'm even although there was not that level of traditional training and there was not that level of um, of even a base understanding of some of the stuff that you talked about, I have gone through my, um, um, for lack of a better word, uh, dark night of the soul. I had to learn myself. And coming out the other side, what that does is that it gives me a sense of confidence in myself, which draws people, which, which then people then recognize. And then I know... Um, inundated with people who who see that energy and draw close to it but you know I want that you know because I've I I, I can't I, I I'm not I'm not selfish or I'm not I'm not it's not all about me it's not me just saying oh I can handle because I've recognized that it isn't just me beating my chest and saying I'm the man because I have 20 women running after me it, I've learned that it is about no you you got it. You you chosen thee because of the connection they have, and, and everything that I've heard just validates that. So, and, and truth be told, man, and I'm a, I'm gonna add this piece in here. There's another thing that I've kind of heard in terms of the conversation around D types and then those that are on the left side of the slash. Mm-hmm. Um, by no means is there a cheat code to getting around the work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be done, right? Whether it's the shadow work, whether it's uh, you furthering yourself in your career so your finances allow you the chance and the opportunity because it's 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 a mind, body, soul, and financial commitment and changing yeah. your lifestyle. So curating what you need in your life is very much so necessary. But what I, what I make sure that I have a conversation about, and I've had this conversation with doms, I've had this conversation with people who are pro-doms, lifestyle doms, Um, throughout the entirety of my career and in this conversation I look at it a whole lot like being a chef right Mm -hmm. the thing about it is um, different than being a medical doctor where there's a board and there's a standard and you have to pass this test or you go to jail for calling yourself a doctor or similar to being a lawyer where you have to pass the bar for you to practice law in this particular country that's the standard and the precedent of what's supposed to take place and what's happening um, I look at it as being a chef, right? Some people go through the cordon bleu, right? You go through a specific school with curated individuals in that particular school who will teach you, who will put you through projects, put you through the ringer, um, and know that you will come out the other side with a certain standard that individuals throughout the diaspora will respect as to what you've gone through and what it is that you have to show for on the other side of a skill set and a certain level and way in which you conduct yourself. But you also have individuals who don't go to the court envelope. You have certain people who have ran a food truck for five years, worked that up, saved their money, and bought themselves a restaurant, 
who they themselves through the school of hard knocks and revolving themselves into that particular space when you've done that type of work rivaling that level of what a curriculum looks like you get your degree from what's called the school of hard knocks right you learn mm -hmm. specifically through the things that you've done curating an overall product in whatever the food it is that you're serving that comes to a certain standard a certain degree that's been curated through time effort energy and knowledge that you may have got to get about the mud but you got it right to me there's respect on both sides uh, yeah. do do i have um certain facets in certain situations where there have been individuals who literally google some shit and they pop up and say, I'm a dom because I have dominant tendencies. And I've had to have those conversations and pull some people's coattails and say, you know, that that's not what this is about. You instructing somebody on a few sexual positions and, and being aggressive in your tone doesn't make you a dominant. You feeling like you know what it takes to satisfy you or mandating what sexual pleasure is supposed to be for another individual does not make you a dominant. But an individual that has truthfully looked within themselves and therefore the relationship of the individual that's gravitated towards them to understand what curating not only an experience, but an overall truthful guideship looks like, those individuals earn the title of being a chef, right? Do you know what it is that a palate takes? Do you know what ingredients, what standard, what are all the rules that go along with it, the permits, the processing, how to govern yourself in terms of what the appropriations of the land looks like? How do you move inside the restaurant and outside the restaurant to represent what it is that you're curating in building such an establishment? All of that goes into either the curriculum that you enroll in and have benefited and, and in some way, shape or form able to do, or an individual that gets it out the mud specifically their way and their, by themselves. Either way, there's a respect factor to an individual that dedicates themselves to the craft. And ultimately, as a lifestyle dom and a traditionally trained one at that, it's about the craft of understanding what guideship and truthful leadership looks like and what even being a servant leader actually is and the respect mm -hmm. and responsibility that goes into that. But there's love on both sides of that, man. There's love on both sides of it. Well, again, I'm glad to hear that because um, I have, I've had um, conversations with my, with my, um, with my own self. Um, and I remember feeling a bit like, um, at one point I remember feeling like, am I, <laughs> I'm like, am I really a real son? Am I really a real dog? Do I feel, do I fit this? Do I fit this? Because I, well, I, I didn't know the understanding. I didn't have the understanding or didn't hear about the uh, traditionally trained thing. But my honest opinion was like, I knew that I grew into this. It, it, it just happened. And because I learned, I learned myself through, as you said, the school of hard knocks. I, I figured out who I was after two divorces and like pouring myself into my poetry, which is where my moniker comes from, my passion poet moniker. And the, the, the poetry, the poetry grew me because I learned, I poured all of my energy into my poetry and the poetry, um, uh, Cammy at one point made reference to his uh, 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 religious, uh, religious tenant or religious uh, thing, and I'll do the same. Um, uh, somewhere within this Christian Bible, it says, your gifts and callings are irrevocable. They're given by, this, by God and they're irrevocable. But there's another one that says that um, the gifts 
your gifts, Aman's gifts will make way for him. And I remember, like, if I said, I said this up to today, if I could go back in time and speak to my 14-year-old self and say to him, because of that poem that you've just written, the first poem you've ever written, you will grow up to own your own business. You will grow up to own two businesses. You will be the leader of, well, the leader of men slash leader of women. You'll be, you will be respected and people all over the world will know your name and you will have amazing podcasts. People will be coming up. If I had to break down what's happening right now in my life now to that 14-year-old child, I guarantee that 14-year-old child would say, no, nope, nope, that that would not have happened because I grew up as a, I grew up as a, a, a 90s baby, 80s, 90s, well, teenager. And uh, I still can't watch uh, Family Matters because Family Matters has that, the, the Urkel character was my life. People, you were, you were either too smart or too stupid to, um, to, to be, um, to be, to be taken seriously. And, I had, and because of that, I, you know, I, I, I learned how to, I learned how to cook. I learned how to, to, to wash. I learned how to do all these different things. Cause I never, I never thought I'd actually get married far less have kids because I thought I, because of how things went in my life, I just thought I'd be alone for the rest of my life. And, you know, to come through, I learned through two divorces and I, built myself through my poetry and that has gotten me to where I am and because I've learned I can see who I am because I because of that um I am I am where I am today I've said all of that to say that even in the midst of all that learning that I I still felt a bit of insecurity because I I'd heard all of the I'd read all of these things and heard all of these things of people speaking about fake norms and fake you know and I don't want to be fake I don't want to be I don't want to be fake I don't want to be taking a title that doesn't belong to me because I feel it fits me you know and but they told me they they both of them told me and I I. Yeah, I know they'll listen. So uh, I love you, girls. Now, not a good girl, I know. And princess is listening, and even queen, if she does listen, um, they reassured me that they reassured me that I um that, that as you said, I've learned. I learned through. I didn't go to school, but I have the knowledge, and that gave me a bit. Of, and and just now hearing it from you just gave me a, a, another sense of like, yes, I am where I'm supposed to be. So I'm feeling really settled right now hearing that. And then, you know, I got to thank you personally for that because it did, uh, I wasn't looking for it, but it, it helped. <laughs> Most definitely, man. And, and ultimately, bro, this is, and this is just being 100% with it, man. It's <clears throat> ultimately... Because and we can get into top side versus being underground because I, I come from a place of underground. This is actually a really big step out of my comfort zone because these are have ultimately always been private conversations for me. Mm -hmm. Um and I've been much more on the underground scene than I have been topside. Uh mm -hmm. Bambi's quite a bit more versed topside and, and Cami is as well, especially in the other parts of the lifestyle scene. Um mm -hmm. have been a lot more topside than myself. 
I've shied a lot more away from the the spotlight, um, more so because from where I come from, um, they verse it and say that the art of BDSM dies topside, right? Because it's less about the actual craft of individuals molding themselves in their own images and the images that they foresee. And it's more about inviting the opinions of other people and other societal pressures when you go topside. When a person knows that you are allegedly a dom or that you are a part of this particular discourse community, there's always conversation about whether or not you are as authentic as you should be, whether or not you know what it is that you're doing, whether or not mm-hmm. uh, you're versed enough to have this title that you assert, right? When you invite mm-hmm. those types of opinions and, and you allow yourself to be under that certain level of a spotlight, you're allowing certain levels of scrutiny into your relationships, into your dynamics, and ultimately to the individuals who see what they need to see in you already. They didn't ask an opinion. Right. They, they, it's yep. When you curate what you're curating for your particular space, if those that are within your household, long distance or not, understand the values of who you are as a person and they see not only the adherence, but the ideal level that your energy sets and your tempo, if they are themselves willing to commit and willing to submit themselves to the vision that you have and to be curated and molded as you see fit in the ways in which they allow and consent to, that's it. That's all. That's where the opinions begin. That's where the opinions end. Because ultimately, it's just about what you specifically are doing in the privacy of your dynamic and within your bedroom. So the moment Mm -hmm. that you go outside of that, Mm -hmm. you're subjecting yourself to the world. And the world has a whole lot of opinions. They're guys that I know right now to this day whom I never speak or breathe their particular names, but there's guys to this day that don't feel like if you haven't had at least 10 years worth of servitude um, or one person that's been in servitude to you for at least 10 years, you're not a real dom, right? There's people who feel like if you've not been in the lifestyle for at least 25 years that you aren't hitting the market. The world's always going to have what they feel like is a higher and higher bar for you to ascend to, for yeah. them to feel like you are something. Whether that bar is is 100 feet tall or that bar is, is five inches tall, it doesn't matter, right? You are yeah. who you are to who it is that you care for. And as long as that's what it is that's solid, that's on you. Now, granted, <laughs> in saying all of that, I would be remiss to not say the other side of it which is once you step outside of your household, once you start to curate things like a podcast or going to munches or you're going to play parties or you're going to events like Kinknick that we have coming up, you then are putting yourself in the public eye to then be scrutinized as you choose to. And that is up to the governance of your household, how you want to be um, presenting yourself and how is it that you want to be ingested by the rest of society. But that, those are two completely different conversations. Who you choose to be within your dynamic is your choice. And what you choose to present yourself as to the rest of the world is also your choice. But ultimately, you have to realize all choices have their own ramifications and their own consequences. But you have to be solid in how you are in that basis or the rest of it will crumble. But I I don't want us to hog the mic a little bit too much, man. I know Bambi had a few things that she wanted to add to everything as well. And I know we got to get to Pink Nick as well. So... 
<laughs> we could be up yeah. here for some for some quite some time on this. Yeah, I will say this. <laughs> That's true. But you are really, you are quite um you are quite uh I know your your schedules are really hectic, but you are quite the invitation is always open. You can come back and talk about whatever, whenever. You know, we 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 had we had a lot of teething issues for the first time, but we got this covered. And you are quite willing, and quite you are quite the, the invitation is quite open for you guys to come back again and to just keep going because, as you said, there's uh there, this can be unpacked on so many different levels. So that many and different we, levels. we didn't even we only got into we only scratched the surface of the conversations and the questions that were given as guidelines. And there's so much of those that I really want to get into. So we can get into this. We can get into this on another level whenever you guys have more time. The invitation is always open for you guys to come back because not only for my own personal um, edification, but as you said, the podcast is here. I, I say that the wet spot is here for two reasons, erotica and education. And the erotica side, you will hear if you when, when you listen to the podcast, I actually pour my own poetry on every single time you listen, you hear a different poem. Um, from my archives and that's where the erotica comes in but then there's the education side and people I love and I, I love this because um, I learn and in my learning anyone listening and staying this long um, to fit to get to this part of the you know listening through this they're gonna learn too and that's why I'm here that's what the that's what the podcast is for you know, it's not just and I can't, it's not just for me to beat myself in, in on the chest and say, I have a podcast and I'm this and I'm that. It is I am a servant and I'm giving you a resource that you can learn from. So yeah. Oh, uh, Anyhow, did you have anything that you wanted to add to as well? I'm gonna ask yeah. that portion of it. The right side of the slash. Thank you, sir. Um, of course I did. First, I just want to validate everything that has already been said. There were so many jewels dropped about self-knowledge, um, self-reflection, and self-actualization that is a very real part of this lifestyle. Um, what it is that we do is another general moniker to refer to BDSM and kink. And I often like to say that even stepping a toe into this lifestyle immediately starts a journey of self-reflection. Um, it's you, you learn so much about yourself mentally, physically, sexually, sensually, psychologically, um, that as you said, passion, we haven't even scratched the surface, but I giggle, <laughs> um, because in this dynamic, as I come to learn myself and come to learn how I am meant to relate to both Sir and Cammy, uh, we often joke that I'm the practical one. <laughs> I'm the one that brings us down to the ground and uh, sort of keeps us focused in the present and the now. And so mm. it all sounded really sweet and beautiful and abstract and esoteric. But I know that there are listeners that are like, but how do we do that, though? <laughs> how do we get to that level of understanding and that level of cooperation and collaboration and intentionality? Um, so thank you, Passion, for extending the invitation. I would love, if Sir Grants, to be allowed to come back and have a focused uh, interview on practical tips um, for those on the right. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about protocol, um, but that'll send us down another rabbit hole. Uh, but there are certain things... <laughs> that those on the right side of the slash can do and can put in place to really recenter us in our submission and our surrender and really our consent. So consent is key. 
And when things get tough and difficult and hard <laughs> and you want to scream <laughs> and be angry with your sir <laughs> and mm. state your boundaries and your limitations, really remembering what it is that we consented to, right? Because at the end of the day, these are uh, relationships of imbalanced power. They yeah. are hierarchical in the nature that those on the right side of the slash offer a level of submission and surrender. And those on the right side receive, lead, and direct that level of submission and surrender. And if you're not ready for that, it can look really um, unfair. <laughs> there are going to be tough times <laughs> when you may not be permitted to do certain things or engage in certain behaviors, but your D-type can because that is the nature of being on the left side and we have a nature of being on the right side. So as sir has mentioned before, it's not all pretty ponies and everyone's having fun and everyone's happy and in love all the time at the same time. It really does get difficult. Um, and I just believe that that is another conversation that really needs time and dedication to be had. And I look forward to being granted the opportunity to do that. Yes, well, definitely. Whenever, guys, whenever you have the, you have, whenever you get the uh, uh, permission, you definitely can reach out and we can plan that because, as I said, there are so many, as you said, there's so many nuggets, there's so many things that we can get into. Uh, we focused a lot because, uh, because I'm, because I'm more a deep, a deep type. It's a lot on that, but I do want to. I want to open that space for the for the S types, um, so that they can learn. Because ultimately, there, as you said, the practicalities. What does it look like? How does it feel? Right. What What right. do you do? How do you How do you How do you How do you navigate in right. that? How do you, you know, communicate like, your grievances? Right. How do you yeah. communicate those uh, emotions that society deems as negative when you're disappointed in your D-type, when you're angry with your D-type, when your D-type has hurt you unintentionally, right? Or let's hope it's unintentionally, right? But mm -hmm. those things happen. We're human. We have human experiences. We're not always going to have an easy road, but there are ways in which we communicate in this type of relationship this is not a vanilla relationship and that is a term that is used to express um, heteronormative uh, mostly monogamous uh, relationships we are in an alternative lifestyle so the ways that we communicate and engage with each other have to take on an alternative orientation and what does that actually look like day to day we are lifestyle we are 24 7 when you know snafus happen <laughs> how do we communicate that if i told sir i was on my way to work and something happened on my commute and maybe I'm not going to work anymore, what do I do? How do I inform him? Do I have to inform him? In what ways do I inform him, right? So there's mm -hmm. a lot that we can get into. Yes, so I'm, I'm definitely looking into that, looking forward to that. Let us get on to Kink Nick before I go to, before we get over the two-hour mark. <laughs> um, yeah, because this is a lot. But kinknit is one of the things that got us in this conversation. I actually, before uh, before you uh, had reached out to me, Bambi, I have actually followed kinknit um, and on Twitter, and from there I follow Madam Carmen on Twitter. On Twitter, and I recently, because of our connection, I went looking for her on Instagram as well. So I'm one of those silent followers who have just, you know, just check out, I just, I just see what's there. And um, 
I'm all excited about anything kinky, anything alternative. But for those of us who um, are listening and now hear this kinknick for the first time, what is it and what events are coming up uh, coming up soon? So, well, uh, kinknick is happening um, this following week, uh, Saturday in Houston, Texas. Uh, it's going to be on July 17th to be exact. Uh, from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m., and it'll be happening in the Houston area, uh, going towards the downtown area. It's a phenomenal event. Let me just say uh, we haven't even got into the different levels in which uh, we as a dynamic connect and have looked within ourselves. There's a specific um, portion called human design, which has been phenomenal and looking into natal charts and things of that nature. And I bring that up because I found out just how phenomenal a person that Madam Carmen is. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is an incredible person in this event within herself to put together such a hallmark opportunity for people coming out of missing so much of the lifestyle over the course of COVID. This is the first time back in curating an event the two that she had before, I did not have the pleasure of going to, but they were from some of the reviews and the overall occupancy were incredible, uh, packed out on each of each part of it. Um, I know the tickets are going pretty fast, but Kink Nick itself will have um, on the menu list, so to speak, uh, they will have a panel talking about uh, consent as well as negotiations and just in deciding and going into individual dynamics. So I, I will be featured on that panel along with four or five other esteemed panelists. So that will be incredible. Uh, there'll be a wealth of knowledge on that stage from several different levels. Uh, both film and, and male presenting individuals will be on the panel as well. Um, mm-hmm. After the panel, there will be demonstrations or, and or demos uh, where individuals will be doing everything from rope and bondage along with pole, um, pole fitness as well as um, some of the pole dancing. There will also be a pole dancing com- com- competition as well. Uh, that that will be judged. It's out here is going to be a heck of a good time, along with a bunch of kinky folks. Uh, there'll be quite a few other uh, demos as well, with electro play, impact, bondage, uh, fire play, uh, temperature, and uh, sensory deprivation play. So, quite a few individuals that are very much so experts in their own route in their own. Uh, rights that will be presenting themselves in the demonstrations and then after the demonstrations are over it's going to be a big uh, play party so a lot of individuals that will be seeing left and right with all the aforementioned different types and really getting back into the collective spirit of the kinky mood and the kinky space so it's going to be an amazing time uh, given that everybody's been wound up through 2020 I know it's going to be a heck of an event. Uh, we'll be traveling down from Dallas um, as, a, as a collective and as a unit. It's going to be a hell of a good time. Um, and we, and if, I, if y'all are anything like me, listeners, uh, we're well overdue for it. So I'm excited about Houston. I'm excited about this. Uh, I also will be doing a demonstration. It'll be my first above ground demonstration. So like I told you, I've, I've been in the field for quite some time and I've been working in this particular area of life for quite some time, but this will be the first time that I am uh, putting those skills on display in a completely different way. So I'm excited about it in a completely different piece. And and Cami and Bambi will definitely be there with me. And I'm excited as all get out to make sure 
uh, we have a hell of a good time <laughs> and enjoy our people, as we like to say. So it's definitely going to be a good space. Um, Madam Carmen is curating it, and she is on Instagram, as well as quite a few members of her Kink Nick team. So I know they have a lot of different flyers and everything up to, as far as getting your tickets and everything, but definitely want to get a hold of those as soon as possible because it's going to be a hell of an event. And it's going to be one of those nights that you remember, but kind of remember, but don't remember. But damn, it was a great time. <laughs> so, looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. All I like, I said, I go back to what I said earlier. I jealous as fuck because I won't come, and I all the way in Barbados. I ain't got no, my my visa has expired, and I yeah. So all y'all, y'all have to have a good time for me in my place. <laughs> okay. Definitely. But whatever y'all can do, whatever y'all can do to come to Barbados and have one of them here. <laughs> I mean, you never know when it comes to kinky people, man. We find a way. Definitely international. It's definitely international it's movement. So it may just it's happen. Speak it into existence. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yes, so but definitely it's been an honor um having you have you all here. Thank you so much for being a part of the wet spot. One question. I'll, I'll end with this question because I liked it so much. Um, who gets to sleep in the wet spot? <laughs> well, to me, um, because I, I guess I usually have to be the bearer of bad news here. <laughs> um, she that will sleep in the wet spot is usually the one who accumulated such moisture on which side of the bed to be had. So a lot of times they get to rest in their victory, so to speak. Nice. How that works. So um, <laughs> it's a job well done uh, within itself. And normally I'll be a little nicer and probably shuffle a little around in the bed and, and share with them or switch sides with them a, a little bit into it. But for the most part, <laughs> yeah, you got to sit in all that victory yourself, right? <laughs> or change the sheets all together, right? There we go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, yes, I, I, had, I had to ask. I had to ask because it is the name of the show. So I'm just saying, I, I, when I yeah. saw it, I was like, yes, I have to ask that question. got to ask, man. I get it. got to <laughs> ask. <laughs> But thank you so much, Sir Jax and Bambi and Cami. Um, thank you so much for being a part of the show. As I said, uh, open invitation for you for you all to come back or singly as is permitted. Um, definitely, you guys can come back again. Um, the show will go up, and um, for sure, anybody listening to hear this. Um, go check out Kink Nick. Go check check out. Um, you know, will is there somewhere as we end? Um, is there somewhere that we can find you on Instagram? Is that permitted? Or what? Is there something we can connect? We'll, we'll make sure we'll make sure all the links are attached um, as well. If you want to learn uh, more, you'll definitely see some of the tags on Instagram as well as well as some of the posts. Uh, I am Sir Jax um, is my Twitter handle as well as my Instagram handle. Um, as far as learning a little bit more on what we mentioned on human design, uh, we have a few pieces coming out as well as a website that'll be launching as well. Um, part of the reason why we'll look, we're looking at the schedule pretty heavy about coming back is we have quite a few ventures that we have that we're working on, um, including a venture into uh, Black Girls Ven 
which is a online um, venture that we're working on specifically curated for all of the black businesses, specifically black women that were started during uh, COVID um, and the businesses that were furthering along. And so creating those opportunities as a whole to kind of bring that together in convention style uh, to be able to do that is something we're working on. Uh, this union has been a blessing and amazing um, and I know we talked a little bit about some of the negative stuff, but it's been a hell of a positive uh, ride for each one of us. And some of the things that we've been able to curate, honestly, I feel like are going to change the world. So we're working on some things, the Black Girls Men uh, Mosaic Design, which features talking about human design and knowing more about yourself and the modalities about it. So we're excited about those pieces. We'll include some of those links and help you make it out to Kink Nick. And we're looking forward to meeting more and more of the listeners. Uh, as time goes on. Yeah. Well, listen uh, listen to me. Anybody who is in the U.S. that goes to this thing, please, 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 you all going to hear my links at the end of this show. Somebody send me pictures because I, I am going to go down for the rest of the night saying how jealous I am that I'm not there. <laughs> so y'all got to be my eyes and ears. Let me get some <laughs> pictures. Let me know what's going on because, yeah, I, I, I need to be there, man. But, yeah, like I say, honestly, I am... Again, uh, anything that you guys want to come back and speak on, I'm like, I hear about this human design thing, so this got me all, I ready to hear, I ready to have a whole another podcast about that now too, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like I said, as you guys have events and stuff like that, I want to come back and show, um, and, and of course, as you let people know that you've been on this podcast as well, they'll get even more people listening to it. Um, you know, you guys can come back again. As I said, I've said it both a couple of times, so we'll end it there. But for sure, anything you want to come back and speak on, we can discuss. Because for sure, no, um, that human design thing sounds like I've, I've never heard it before. So now I want to, like, my, my interview is ready to pick back up again and ask all sorts of questions about that. So before we get there, before I catch myself, Going to hour number two and hour number three, we're going to end here and we're going to plan for more um, events. We're going to plan for more podcasts. But once again, this has been The Passion Poet on The Wet Spot. Thank you so much once again for being a part of the show. And we just want to say we'll see you again sometime soon. Definitely. So bye for now. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you bringing me on, man. No problem, man. See you, girls. Later. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to another episode of The Wet Spot. I have been your host, Passion Poet. You can find me on Instagram at Bajan.com passion poet that's b-a-j-a-n dot p-a-s-s i-o-n p-o-e-t you can also find us at the wet spot podcast that's wet with two t's the dot wet with two t's dot spot dot podcast also on instagram Don't forget to sign up to our mailing list and check out the other episodes. Thank you once again. Let's get wet.